This episode of Market Foolery is brought to you by Green Chef. Start the new year right by eating healthy and saving money. Green Chef is an organic meal kit delivery service that brings fresh ingredients and easy recipes right to your doorstep. Go to greenchef.com fool and get $50 off today. It's Monday, January 16th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. The market is closed today. But we had to publish an episode because joining me in the studio for the first time in a long time for Million Dollar Portfolio, Matt Argusinger. Welcome back. Hey, good to be here. Good to see you, my friend. Yeah, good to see you. Um, I, I want to get your thoughts on earnings season because earnings season kicked off last week, but it really starts to heat up this week. But let's start with where you've been. You've been over in Germany uh, for much of the past few months. and. Uh, working with the full DE team. That's right. And I'm I'm curious to what extent, if any, it changed the way you think about investing, or individual industries, or investing internationally versus the U.S. How how did I got the sense that you had a really good time? I had a, I had a great time. I mean, it was great to work with uh, Matt Koppenheffer, Baron Schmidt, our our Germany team over there. We actually launched uh, Stock Advisor Germany. Yes, which just uh, made its debut about a month ago. It being in Germany was fascinating, and getting to know German investors was was fascinating. And I think my my initial takeaway when I was thinking about your question was just how lucky we are here in the United States. And and I'll explain. You know, Germany is it's the fourth largest economy in the world. It has more than eighty million people. It's uh, you know incredibly tech savvy, educated population. Um, yet. Somehow, for some reason, less than seven percent of the adult population in Germany invests in stocks. That's uh, it. That's it. Less than seven percent. I would not um, have guessed that. That, I, that, I, that number came out a few years ago, so it might even be high uh, at this point. Uh, and that compares to, I think, in the U.S., depending on which study you go with, between forty and fifty percent of American adults invest in stocks. And if you talk to most Germans, uh, you know, on the street or in meetings, it's and you you ask them about the stock market immediately think wow that's just that's just gambling i would never put money in the stock market uh, which is a challenge if you're trying to launch an investing service <laughs> in germany of course but what's what's amazing i'm now is, questioning the wisdom of oh, right right <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're having some success but what's amazing is you know in in germany they have the dax which is almost equivalent to what we have here in the us the dow it's 30 of of germany's largest companies you know, we're talking companies like BMW, Daimler, SAP. These are global companies, and that index has generated an annual return of nine percent for fifty years, and it's been very consistent. Wow. You know, it has its ups and downs like our markets do, but really nine percent. Uh, and but you can tell that to a German and say, "Listen, these you can invest in the DAX, and it's just safe, big multinational German companies, and you can earn nine percent a year." And the average German says, "Nope, keeping my money in the, in the savings account at the bank, which is earning about what we earn on savings accounts here in the U.S." So uh, that mentality, interestingly enough, though, it keeps valuations in Germany and kind of in Europe fairly low. Uh, and so I would say, and maybe that's one of my themes is that I think going forward, we've been lucky in the U.S. to have a very buoyant stock market, very high valuations. I think there are a lot of actually more opportunities nowadays in places like Germany and elsewhere. So last week, uh, one of the things we had talked about uh, on Market Fuller and also on Motley Fool Money was the uh, the Detroit, uh, the big auto show in Detroit, and uh, noted in his absence, 
uh, was the CEO of Volkswagen. Mm. And I'm curious, what what is the re- I know sort of what the reaction is here in the U.S. to the emissions uh, standards or you know scandal rather. Right. Um, wh- what if any reaction did you pick up in uh, in terms of because uh, the auto industry is hugely important to the German economy. Oh, it's and even pivotal. in even in just the the immediate days after that scandal, anything you read said, look, the the while there are there may be um, layers to this that we don't know about, and more information to come out. At the end of the day, the the German government is not going to let Volkswagen go under. If they if they need help, like the, the the company is solid, but if they need any sort of government assistance, they're going to get it. What what reaction did you pick up while you were I, there? You know, the, the surprising thing to me was there wasn't a lot of. I, I wouldn't. I don't know if the right word is shame, but there wasn't a lot of Germans saying, "Gosh, I can't believe this." We're vital, so embarrassed. Impor- I, right. There wasn't this sense of embarrassment. It was kind of like, well. In a way, the mentality was, well, I guess that's what it takes to kind of compete globally. Which yeah. you know, from you know, considering uh, that coming from a uh, the German mindset is interesting. Um, you know, because a scandal of this size, I mean, it, it certainly would, you'd think it would it would it would change some people's thoughts. But, but no, it, but it just hadn't. in the last couple of weeks, we've seen other automakers come out with their own emission scandals. So it's you know, I like I made the I made the comparison the other day that wow, this is starting to get. To be a little bit somewhat akin to uh, major retailers in the U.S. having data breaches, where it's just sort of like, oh, right, you know, right. you know, oh, well, another company had a data breach. Oh, another automaker had an emissions scandal. Oh, well, it doesn't feel, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't feel personal, right? Even right. No, it could be. I mean, we've all shopped at Target or something, or or, or done things Home on Depot. Yahoo, online, you know, and our information could well, very well, have been stolen, but it. it 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 doesn't have sort of the personal affliction like it, you think it would it would. Um, one last question about Germany: uh, Is the bread that good? Because when I talked to Matt Copenheffer, he's mentioned that to me a couple of times. He's like, "The bread is so good here." Is it re- like I, I don't think he's well, lying. I'm just curious no. if if, if you, that was your take. As no, well. so I was lucky enough. My wife was able to join me for the few months that we were over there in uh, staying in Berlin, and uh, one of the things she brings up. At least weekly is. <laughs> gosh, I wish there was a German bakery around the corner because they, you know, the bread is so good, and you know, the local grocery store in the U.S. here just can't cut it. <laughs> uh, I want to ask you about something that you had put on Twitter last week, um, and it was uh, something you had commented on in reference to a Bloomberg story about solar power and how, uh, at least according to this story. Solar power is likely to become the cheapest power option almost everywhere within a decade. Uh, that's that solar would become a cheap power option is not surprising to me. The time frame, yes, the scope of it and the time frame, uh, the speed of it, that's the surprising part to me. It, it and th- is. This is an industry that you follow more closely. So my first question is: Was was that surprising to you, or did this sort of match up with what your thinking has been? No, this this matches up because I've I've seen this kind of crumbling. I mean, if you, I've always thought of when I started studying solar, the the industry and the market, I've always thought of solar as technology rather than you know as a, a, a resource or a commodity. Right? It's a technology, and and what happen, what often happens is technologies get better, more efficient, and cheaper. Over time, uh, and it tends to happen faster than people think, and so we're seeing that play out in the in the technology of solar now, and it's it's amazing. And I think my tweet was more about 
not just that I'm surprised at that number or the time frame. It's more that people just don't understand the amazing implications of this. Uh, and I think it's because we just, again, it's one of those personal things. We don't experience it. I mean, we might have a neighbor that has solar panels on his, his or her roof, but personally, we don't feel like we're benefiting uh, from solar yet. But what that means for the power grid, what that means for industries across the world that, that have huge energy needs or you know, residential power, it's, it's amazing. And it's, such a, it's, it's a wonderful thing for humanity uh, that uh, I think in 10 years, it'll just be inevitable. We'll just say, oh, of course, solar is the biggest way. It's clean. It's cheap. It's, you know, we can extract it. Um, now, the challenge, I'll say this, it's, it's, you, you, I wanna, I'm very optimistic, of course, but the challenge with solar is it doesn't, the sun doesn't shine all day. And in some parts of the world, it doesn't shine at all, really. And so, the technology behind storage and battery technology is going to be an important part of that. So in, order, so, in order for solar to really become the energy source that everyone's using and using effectively, um, we, see, we have to see advancements on the battery side. And that's not going to happen as quickly as it is on the solar side. So, where is the opportunity for investors? Is it, in fact, on storage? Is that the thing we need to start looking for? I think, well... It's it's hard to say where the best places to invest are going to be. You, you don't want to invest in companies that make solar panels, um, you know, uh, because that's just going to get cheaper. It's it's rapidly becoming a commodity. Um, the battery one is interesting. I mean, I think we're all kind of generally excited about Tesla and things they're doing, or Panasonic and the advancements there. But again, that's again you're 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 investing in a technology that's probably going to get just cheaper and more efficient over time. I think the the best places to invest for me the the Industries that need power, in other words, who are consuming, you know, uh, costly, uh, using costly sources of power today, they can start adopting solar, really bring their costs down. Uh, companies like that, companies who are sort of the, the end product beneficiaries of solar and storage capacity, those are going to be the big ones. And I and right now, it's it, I can't pinpoint uh, one or two, but there's there's going to be a bunch. All right. Before we continue, I'm going to say a word about Green Chef. Uh, this time of year, start of the year, very popular resolution is to take better care of your money and also to get healthier. You can do both those things with Green Chef. Uh, USDA certified organic meal kits that make it easy for you to cook healthy and feel great about where your food comes from. They deliver everything you need to cook amazing meals. They deliver it right to your door. Everything is pre-chopped, pre-measured, step-by-step recipe instructions with photos, which is helpful to people like me. Yeah, <laughs> but that's one of those things. And, and I, I don't do a ton of cooking, but I do enough cooking that I, I've come to appreciate uh, companies that take the time to lay out recipes in a chronological order. Oh yeah, there are some, there are some out there that just sort of like. No, no. It, it's a total mess. I want big pictures. I want big text. I want step by step. Like, do this now. Do this. Do cut this, this. Put it in. Set yeah. that aside. And right. while that's happening, you can go do this thing over <laughs> here. And this is something I've talked about before. This is one of those things, Green Chef. This is one of those things that, like, if you're looking to impress anyone, your spouse, your kids, someone you're dating, whatever, you want to impress someone. This this is a great way to do yeah, that yeah. because you're going to cook something. Even if you cook a lot, you're going to cook something different. The key is, of course, you cook it, but then you got to hide the recipe. So you know, you, you want to make sure you right. convince them that you built this from scratch. Go and, have a glass of wine in the other room. Yeah, I'll be well, there. I'll, I'll be just, right there. <laughs> you can choose the plan that's right for you. Options like vegan, paleo, gluten free, and again, there's no shopping, there's no planning, and there's no commitment. So switch between menus. You can skip weeks. You can cancel whenever you want. You can go to greenchef.com/fool and get fifty dollars off today. That's greenchef.com/fool. 
Uh, earnings season, as I said, uh, kicked off last week. Uh, you know, Alcoa, and then a couple of the banks. But it it really starts to kick into you know I don't want to say high gear, but it kicks it up a notch this week with sure does. United Health reporting, Netflix, American Express, Goldman Sachs. When you think about this upcoming earnings season, where do you find your eyes gravitating towards? Well, it, for the past few years now, I think my personal bellwether, I guess that's the word to use, is Amazon. So just from a Technology, consumer spending, retail sales—that Amazon kind of sets the tone for me uh, nowadays. Um, I'm all—I got a couple other companies though. I think uh, Activision Blizzard is an interesting one, a company I follow regularly. But I think this quarter more than any quarter I can remember because the stock's done has come down quite a bit, down about 20% from its high, and that really is all related to poor Call of Duty sales. Call of Duty being their biggest video game brand. Uh, and the reception for the latest game was not very good at all. Uh, some reports say sales were down as much as 50% year over year for that franchise. And so, Activision though is a much more diversified company today with games across multiple platforms. Um, but I so I want to kind of see what kind of effect that may have had on their results and what they're saying about the the new year. And then I'd say Chipotle is another one just because they came out with relatively positive news yeah. recently about their sales, but again, I think it's all about the guidance going forward and can they see those positive sales trends that they began to see. The hurdles should be easy for them this year. Yes. But again, if if they disappoint there, then you really have to say, wow, traffic is kind of permanently damaged. Yeah, um, I, and that's going to be interesting. I don't know if I've actually said it into a microphone. I know I've said it around the office. Uh, that is the company in my portfolio that is on the shortest Leash. Mm, that's the one where it's like I'm going to be taking a very close look at, at their report and uh, and their guidance. Um, back to Amazon for a second. Sure. Uh, news out last week. I, news in air quotes because it actually had been announced previously, but uh, Amazon announced it again because why not get credit for announcing that you're going to hire people? A hundred thousand new jobs. That that's a big number. And that's uh, if I'm. Uh, I'd seen one stat online that right now they have about 180,000 employees. That's that's about and right. And so they're going to add another hundred thousand on top of that. That's that's huge. As a long, uh, th- that's huge. And there are a lot of good things about that. As a shareholder, though, I look at that and say that's a big cost center. And I'm wondering, what was your reaction when you saw that? Well, I. Given the uh, you know the current political climate we're in, my my first reaction was, oh, this is Amazon playing a little bit of uh, you know public relations offense here, and yes. and and just a bunch of companies doing it, right? And in a way, it's it's a way of getting the current and future administration sort of off your back over the next few years as you continue to grow. Um, it does seem like a big number, but I'm not surprised at the number. I mean, I get, you, given everything Amazon is doing, particularly on the Distribution slash shipping side, they they have to have they're going to have to have a lot of people yeah. if they really want to tackle the things that they um, they want to tackle. And so, uh, you know, I don't. And obviously, we're not expecting hundred thousand white collar employees. You know, so but it's it's a it's a big number. It's a, I think it's an important number. And uh, I am not surprised just given what Jeff Bezos and company want to do over the next decade. Um, they're going to need more bodies for sure. Thanks for being here. Hey, good to have you back. This is great. Thanks, Chris. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So, don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.